This week, less than 5,000 Bruins went on to MyUCLA and clicked their mouse a couple more times than they're used to, if only the other 24,000 Bruins decided to as well. Hello everyone, welcome to No Offense, one of the Daily Bruins official opinion podcasts. My name is Keisha Fadimir, I'm the Daily Bruins opinion editor, and we have a special podcast today after the USAC 2019 elections that I guess few of you even heard about, apparently, or so the numbers say. Um, let's go around and introduce everybody here. Hey, I'm Abhishek Shetty, I'm one of the opinion columnists. Hi, I'm Edron Finaligan, opinion columnist. Hi, I'm Melissa Morris, campus politics editor. Hi, um, my name is M. Ming, I'm an opinion columnist. Yes, we have the big guns with us, and I say that each week that we have the big guns with us, but Melissa's here to guide us in our USAC noobness because there's a lot of confusing variables this year. If you didn't know, there was an election today, and I'm I'm not actually joking like a lot of people didn't know. Um, EJ was actually telling me before the podcast, so he I, I had a bunch of people come from the opinion section to you know witness the USAC election, and he was like, where's the election? So I showed up around 6 o'clock, like you guys told me to. And I saw a big gathering around that corner, which I, I didn't even know it had a name until now. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, it, I just saw a big gathering. I was like, oh, wow, this looks like a cult gathering. I'm not too sure what's going on. And then I just saw you came up and that was it. So you thought I was a cult member then? I thought that <laughs> it, that's what it looked like. Everybody had same, the same shirts on. It looked very scary. Scary is the right word, EJ, because even we don't know what happened in this year's election. So I, I guess just to get things started off, let's run just do a run through of like what happened in this year's election. So what was turnout in this year's undergraduate student government election, Melissa? Turnout was the lowest it's been in at least 10 years. So only 16.18% of students def- decided to vote in this year's election, which is, I'm not allowed to say my opinion. It's sad. <laughs> It's sad. I think that's like an objective fact that it's sad. <laughs> um, uh, and like, I guess, were there any notable races that we should keep track of? So there were only three contested races. I guess the most interesting one might be that um, Robert Blake Watson won as president. And he's the first independent, like not slate affiliated president in four years. Um yeah, and then there's a new position on the council this year, the International Student Representative, and the inaugural ISR is Shahama Tariq. And as I understand it, there was also a contested Student Wellness Commissioner position, which we typically don't see, right? Mm, yeah. So normally there's an internally elected candidate who um, just automatically gets the position, but this year Ty Pearson decided to run against internally elected Mahika Sridhar, but um, ultimately, Mahika came out on top. So as you can tell, the, the results really aren't that remarkable because the voter turnout number is kind of eye-popping. Um, as Melissa said, 16.18% is, I think it's like 21 percentage point less than last year. Or no, 11 percentage points less than last year. It feels like 21 percentage points less than last year. <laughs> at, this, at this point, I was like, oh, we have people voting? Great. Um, and I guess the question that, that's on a lot of students' minds, what happened? What, why, why was like the election results were announced like 20 minutes late and they finished like 30 minutes early and there was no fanfare. There was no drama. There was no Augustus Pinochet inspired Bruins United chants about something that relates to dictatorship, but I don't know. There's nothing. Just people came. They talked. 
one candidate was sleeping on the grass for a bit, and then, and then nothing happened. It just as quickly as it started, it just ended, and I feel empty inside now. And maybe that's just me and the USAC insider in me. But like, any ideas for why this year happened the way it happened? Well, Keisha, it all started the day USAC began. Okay, you said this the last podcast. We can't do that again. All right, <laughs> uh, it started. The day this council began, because I want to say that they started so late that they got had troubles in finding an election board chair in the first place. And once they did, when they appointed Richard White, they had issues with Richard White. They fired Richard White. They put in a new council chair, Kiana Shajari. And she came into the position like relatively late, with like only a couple couple of weeks before the election season was about to start. And that's not really enough time to get used to USAC and USAC, little USAC election space, really. And I guess, like, Melissa, from your reporting, did you see um, where, like, this sort of late appointment of Kiana Shajari affected the election? Well, I guess the outreach chair didn't get elected until maybe two weeks ago, which means no outreach was happening whatsoever. And on their Facebook page, I'm pretty sure they haven't posted anything since Monday, even though this is the week of the election where they're supposed to be encouraging people. So, yeah, the most recent post was that they were delaying the announcement or like the election results by 30 minutes and then one immediately after saying, just kidding, they're only delaying it by five minutes. And as I understand it, it actually literally said, just kidding. It might have said never mind, but something along those lines. It was pretty close to just kidding. So Yeah, all I remember is that it's all caps and a lot of exclamation marks. And with those sort of unspectacular stats, we also have the fact that the next year's council is kind of unspectacular too. There are three empty positions, as I understand it. Two general representative positions are not being filled because only one person ran for general representative. Which is kind of sad because, well... Typically, you have some competition there, but whatever. Um, and there's also nobody who ran for financial supports commissioner. So, yeah, those are like three free positions where you could have gotten a you know $10,000 stipend right there, which is a lot more than we make at the Daily Bruin, but not supposed to say that. And, like, what what happens with the fact that now we don't have a full council? Like, do, do they just, like, not be able to do anything? I understand, like, this affects things like quorum and their ability to even hold meetings and stuff. Do you have an idea, Melissa? So they're going to be holding a special election in the fall for the missing three positions. But they said that it's going to cost like students almost the same amount as this current election. So we're going to be dropping several tens of thousands of dollars to get these last positions filled. Wait, it costs us tens of thousands of dollars to run an election that only 16% of students voted for? Yes. (laughs) I mean, yes. To my knowledge... To have that use my UCLA page and to have it running costs a lot of money, which is mind-boggling. Just to have that page running and to randomize the ballot. I'm a computer science major. None of this makes sense. I hear that randomizing the ballot so that the order positions is different for everyone, that apparently costs quite a bit of money. That takes like two lines of code. Wow. I guess we'll cut it to the real big question of tonight, which is, why did nobody vote? I know we had an idea of that there was not a lot of outreach, but I want to kick it to Enming and EJ, um, who aren't as in the weeds in USAC as Melissa, Abhishek, and myself are. Why do you guys think people didn't vote? Uh, I think most people don't realize there's election. That's probably the main reason. I think the second reason is when you open my UCLA and there's only names popping up and 
it doesn't mean anything. And plus, if if on some of the options, if there's only one name, I wonder if I will even click it because it, it doesn't matter at that point of time. This might be a bit personal, but did you vote in this week's election? Uh, no, I I didn't. I actually don't know what happens this week. Oh. Well, I'm sorry, Anming, to inform you that the door is that way. <laughs> Never mind, we're joking. Um, EJ, uh, give us your take. Yeah. Um, so I would like to add that when I logged into my UCLA, I was really annoyed by the fact that the first thing I saw was election. So the like, I went through the page and just randomly voted as quick as possible to make sure it wouldn't show up again. And like, I, like you guys are talking about, like the how the way the page is set up, there's like it, it's it feels very um, amateur. <laughs> so under I, I I do remember under some of the um, candidates' names they had like a little like thing you could click to kind of you know get a sense of their platform, and I looked at some of these and like when I did click on some of them, the only words that showed up were like null like n u l l which basically meant like th- that thing didn't get filled out. So there was nothing like as much as they tried to fill that out. It, it just felt very amateur from the start. Wait, they they gave people's platforms on the voting thing. Keshav, did you not vote like a diligent citizen by checking their statements before voting, or did you blindly vote? Well, as uh, for full transparency, uh, Melissa Abhishek and myself are members of the Daily Brew editorial board, so we had reviewed their platforms, or I guess in the case of one of the candidates, their lack of platform. Actually, two candidates, their lack of platforms. Um, okay, we were talking about Furkan Yalsin, the. I want to say satirical candidate for president, but he was very serious in his interview. And then we also cracked a couple jokes in the middle of it, so I guess maybe not. And the other one is um, Oscar Macias, who really didn't have a platform, I guess. He had sort of ideals, which are nice. But yeah, I didn't really know they had platforms on my ACLA. Well, uh. Uh, one thing I want to point out is back in 2016, like I know some of you guys mentioned that the page is kind of meh, but back in 2016, if you clicked on the USAC election, it would take you to an external kind of external site within my UCLA. Basically, it was like a two th- early 2000s HTML page that looked like so outdated, and that's where you would vote on. I just remember it said something like you could save your ideas, but you didn't have to submit or something. I don't remember. It's all in the past now. Yeah, we were we were sophomores back then, freshmen back then, little kids. And I guess, like, Melissa, from your reporting or from the reporting of, like, those who are out there on the field, how was campaigning this week? Was it energetic, as we all like to think it or remember it to be from previous years? I guess last year when Annie was campus politics editor, she was suffering through this whole week trying to cover so many different things, all the different sanctions that were coming out, all the different campaigns that were arguing and harassing people on Bruin Walk. But this year, I was... Chilling. Like, I don't know if that's a bad thing to say, but I don't think anything came up that I really had to do because the sanctions weren't being published online against USAC bylaws. But whatever. I had a good week. It was okay. <laughs> For me, I saw Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. You know, it's a problem when the biggest piece of news isn't the fact that your student government is breaking bylaws, but it's that former first lady is at UCLA. I feel like I feel like that's not a problem. That would happen any day of the week. You know, Michelle Obama is bigger than USAC every day. Very true, week. very true. I stand corrected. I retract my statement. Michelle Obama, you'll take precedence any day. Um but speaking of like violating bylaws, um that has been sort of a concern about USAC's election board not really following its rules. This election itself 
it was very confusing. And um, if you followed the previous No Offense podcast, we didn't even know if there was going to be election this week. And we just kind of fervently hoped. Maybe not all of us, though. But it seemed like the guidelines this year from the election board in terms of the calendar that the council voted on and then retroactively changed. But the judicial board was trying to enforce some things but didn't end up enforcing was kind of confusing for a lot of people. And I was wondering, like, Melissa, if you wanted to run through, like, what was sort of the confusion in terms of deadlines and things and how did that affect what was happening on the ballot and the sort of the quality of campaigning that happened? Well, to be fair, it is pretty confusing, even for someone whose job it is to try to deal with them all the time. But essentially, when Kiana got appointed as chair, um, the former chair, Richard White, didn't hand over the passwords and stuff for the social media accounts, the email account, all those kinds of things. So that meant when the candidates submitted some of their paperwork, Kiana wasn't able to see it. So that delayed things a lot because candidates weren't sure of what the deadline was to submit paperwork. So she changed it on Facebook without official approval to try to make up for this. But then it became like a whole mess with the judicial board getting involved and ultimately ended in USAC moving the deadline from one point in the past to a different point in the past to try to make things easier on everyone, which basically just means the deadline was pretty much irrelevant to begin with. I wish I had roaming deadlines too. Don't we all? (laughs) Just this and the general confusion might be the reason why we did see the sort of lower turnout. And I want to kick it to one of the final questions, and this might be the meatiest one of them all. Is USAC dead? Is Is this like the death knell of student government? Like, we have the lowest voter turnout. We have empty seats. We have people missing deadlines, but then not missing deadlines. We have election board chairs not being able to run elections and sabotaging their successor election board chairs. And it's just no one knows that elections are going on anymore. Is this is this the end of the undergraduate student government? Well, I I think undergraduate student government is is probably something important, and it, I I think it's the most the, the main problem is probably that. Our USAC specifically did not really organize anything and did not did a good job to get involved with the community. And I, I think that's, a, so I, I guess the formal way of saying it is probably like our USAC is kind of dying and we need to do something better than that. And I, I do think, well, a lot of people previously, I did cover an article about USAC and, and I do think students think student governments important in general. They, they don't really know why, but they, they do think it's important. So from that perspective, I, I do think any university should have a student government. I think for USAC, there's a lack of commitment on their behalf that is kind of trickling down into the students as well. Um, like, I will be honest and say I didn't really know what USAC does or what they continue to do until this past week when all the endorsements came out. But, like, I've, I've always heard about them, like, they're doing stuff. And then this whole this whole past week, they just kind of came out of the woodwork to campaign and say, hey, this is happening. And I don't – and the way, like, just as a regular student on Bruin Walk, being handed all these like, pictures of candidates, like, how am I supposed to care about these people if all I'm being doing all – I'm, all I'm being handed is a picture of them. Nobody's telling me about this person. They're just saying, hey, vote for this person. And then on Bruin Walk, those big posters of each candidate, like nobody's, nobody really has the time to 
like start walking to class and be like, hey, hey, let me check this out. Let me see what this person's platform is. Everybody's constantly moving. And I just think for that, you know, USAC being left behind, like nobody really knows what's going on with them. What about you, Abishek? It's your fourth USAC election. Is this going to be the last one UCLA ever holds? What is dead may never die. No, no. <laughs> we, Game of Thrones is for Sunday, man. Can't pull this on me. Yeah, I stand by that, that USAC is going to rise again harder and stronger. Okay, but you, not to bring back the whole Iron Island stuff, but what is dead may never die. How is USAC already dead? Uh, I mean, like 16.18%, if I'm not mistaken, I've, I feel like it's probably the low, one of the lowest turnouts in history of USAC. And that's kind of death. But I think people are going to come back. People are going to be like, oh, no one runs. We're, go- we're all going to run next year. And then higher turnout. Higher at least. There will be more people running next year. Do we know that, though? No. So, so M- Melissa, unfortunately, we can't get you to share your opinion. But if you were to ask a student whether USAC is dead, what do you think your educated, sort of unbiased guess would be the response would be? What is USAC? Fair question. Um, I guess my, my own stance on this, I do think USAC is dying. I'm a pessimist. Um, just across the past four years, like, even if you look at things like voter turnout, like, versus the number of candidates, when we had like 39 candidates, voter turnout was still lower than when we had like 20 something candidates. And really people only care when it involves like their student fees. And I think a lot of people in UCLA are like, oh, I'm surrendering $270, $300 to USAC anyways. Like, what's the point of it? Everything sucks. But if something's like, oh, do you want to increase student fees? They're like, oh, no, time to go vote. And like, I think that's the only reason they really care is when they have fee referenda. And like when it's about increasing student fees, which is kind of ironic because like USAC controls their student fees. But like, you know, I didn't really remember about voting until yesterday, and that's because I logged onto my UCLA to work out commencement stuff. So, so I guess sixteen point one eight percent turnout, not a lot of people running, three empty seats. Final thoughts: What do you guys think? Anything you wanted to add that wasn't discussed already? Well, I felt like there wasn't even an election. I feel empty inside. It's all right. Graduation makes you feel kind of lonely too. I think this whole debacle with USAC has reminded me very closely of. Um, the TV show Parks and Recreation and the very inept Pawnee City Council. That's the correlation I would make between, uh, USAC and. I wish we were a city council. You think we're willing, we're able to run a city council? Um, Melissa, what are your thoughts? Even if the election drags on for another two weeks, I'm done after this podcast. <laughs> goodbye forever. <laughs> that, that's really it. I, goodbye. <laughs> Just to add context, you don't think Melissa's like, Pulling a whole Thanos on us. Um, she, she's a, a, the Daily Bruin is going through editor transitions for the new editor team. So Melissa and also myself as an opinion editor are going to become obsolete and fade away into dust and find herself on some planet picking strawberries or whatever Thanos was doing after he snapped his fingers. He was eating soup, right? Yeah, I made soup the other day and it wasn't that good. We're getting off topic. Um, and Ming, what, final thoughts? Um, well, my, my, my first impression, I mean, I guess my impression of the election in general is that, you know, maybe I should run for something next year so that. Get $10,000. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can become like some, some sort of officer. And, um, 
Well, I I do think maybe maybe the problem is also about how USAC is not connected to I guess career development maybe and students I I, I guess students needs more if if USAC is dying I guess students needs other ways to get more involved and exercise their leadership in different ways and probably and hopefully more related to career development I I guess. My over-under on this, because I'm very pessimistic, last year after our USAC podcast, or during it, we were talking about allegations of voter coercion and stuff, and luckily that didn't happen this year, as far as we understand, um, but then the election dragged on for three weeks longer, and it was great, and my GPA tanked, and it's been tanking ever since, but we're not going to talk about that right now, because I'm graduating, um, but I get the feeling, I had this inkling that this election might drag on longer than we want to, maybe it's a premonition, or maybe I'm just imagining things but an election happened either way and we're all done with this podcast. We'll catch you all later for our next week on our next No Offense podcast, which will hopefully not include anything about USAC, but you know, soon government has a way of creeping in all the time. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. See you guys all later.